This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Tomorrow is opening day. This morning, then a great hunt. Deer didn't move like usual. Everybody's got set up in the middle of this bedding thicket. Saving the spot from the rock. It's nice. It's a 170. That was money. I think it's down right over there. 10 yards. Woo! Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Bringing you back to the hunt and leaving a legacy. Baller rut. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Coming at you on the road this episode. Cruising about 70 down the interstate in Missouri, headed back to Illinois in the work car. <laughs> Titan here. We got lots of stuff in the back, um, all the hunting clothes, guns. We had it packed pretty nice going down there. Uh, coming home, not so much. That buck in the back taking up all that room. <laughs> so we got a buck quartered up in a cooler, and then we got a buck caped out in a cooler, wrapped up real nice, headed straight to Ingram's in the morning. Um, we're going to catch you up on what we got going on, what, or how our rut vacation, how my rut vacation ended. Homie's still got a whole nother week to grind it out. We might go into that and see what his plans are, but catch you up today on how our hunting season's going and uh, talk about the success we had down here in Missouri. Let's get into this show. We'll make, talk about the people that make this possible. Started with a VIP veteran broadhead. Homie uh, got to send the combat veteran into battle. I um, did. Um, Matt released that after we podcasted there last week. So um, exciting news out of them. Um, they did release the Combat Veteran, uh, their new four blade. And um, the next day after he released that, I got a 
put it into action and uh, sent it through a doe. And it was my shortest track job, 45 yard track right to the doe. Uh, and I think you also said that it was your shortest track job on a deer with a bow. Besides the hard shot with a veteran. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's the best blood trail I've ever had with it with the deer so um top of the lungs and you can see where the blades deployed in the top of the lungs there's just two little incisions outside the main um ferrule so uh very impressed with that zipped right through complete pass through um got some cody nailed the footage on it got to pull a couple of screenshots off of it and uh sent them to matt so very impressed with the combat veteran off the first test run yeah i'm super jacked i'm ready to send it through I'm about to go complete carnage on the urban public piece <laughs> and just start taking out nine does and shooting the range <laughs> and within 20 yards last time I was out there. So I'm about to take at least three out or so. But um, getting the VIP veteran broadhead shout out, um, the VIP veteran combat shout out. <laughs> um, let's do, we're going to do Dustin Finnan this week. Uh, we met Dustin on some public ground. Guy is a hardcore hunter puts in a ton of work knows how to get it done on public ground one of those guys you meet and you just know he knows his stuff he's out there putting in the work got real close to being successful this year um he's uh was u.s active army and now he is u.s active uh reserves still serving and he does um does the weekends quite a bit but he also does do some months traveling too so mm -hmm. i don't know exactly what he's into but I know he does serve, so I appreciate your service, Dustin. Uh, I know that you said that you're going to start listening to the podcast, so hopefully you hear this and you uh, get to get a little little pump up. There's people out there appreciating the veterans and active duty the way that they should be. Yeah, thank you, Dustin. Uh, we we appreciate that, man. Well, we got a Ingram's outdoor obsession. We got a buck in the back. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do, but it's a uh, it's probably about 300 miles right now from the taxidermist as we speak. So, Well, I think you got some time to think about it. I got it a little bit of time to Ingram think about it. Ingram got it done again. I know. Ingram got it done again. Ingram <laughs> was bucked, bucked out. out. <laughs> bucked out with a bow. What did he say? Five yards off the ground? Seven yards Seven off the yards ground. Seven yards off the ground. Epic. Said he had the wrong wind to where he was going to go hunt. Said he, he still wanted to hunt instead of pressing it like he would in the past and just hunting the wrong wind. He tried to set up on the edge and yep. still got it done. So. And, and that's what I told him. I said, hunting smart is always the right thing to do. So yeah. just proves proves that uh, that's what you got to do sometimes is hold up. He probably was sitting on that hedgerow like, man, I'm never going to get it done. This is dumb. And then, <laughs> yeah. oh, wow, okay. Seven and yards. He, he did it early, too. It was early in the day. Yeah. He sent BBD, and we were out in the woods <laughs> like, yeah. what in the heck? <laughs> it's early, man. But, uh Let's get into ECW. Um, ECW, you guys know had, know that they are on every one of our blogs now. Um, there will be a header, and you guys will be able to check out one of their products. we got a blog releasing this week. Yes. And we're going to be covering turkey calls. Or yep. Yep, we're going to be covering their double-sided turkey calls. That's their patent-pending calls. That's going to be in Gander uh, Outdoors um, all, over, all over the United States. So that's pretty awesome for for ecw calls check that out go to their uh, website or uh, go to our website read the blog and then hit the link and take you right there uh scent lock we we're down here in missouri and uh we've been used to that illinois weather uh it's only six hours man but what difference six hours can make in the temp 
So yeah. we're down here and we're hunting, you know, all day sets or six, seven hour dark sets on that, those cold days, you know, trying to get in there, not early in the morning, but later and then hunt through the day. And, uh, I mean, at 25, 20 with the wind, um, we way overdressed down here. <laughs> yeah. Tonight we went out with tactic suits and that was it. It was like early season. Um, yeah, it was 56 down here today. Yeah, 56. And still I need a tank. needs a tank top because that's what I needed yeah, tonight. Yeah, it was, I was still hot walking in. Feet got hot. I'm, yeah. I was like, I told homie, I said, I'm just going to wear my tennis shoes down there. <laughs> yeah. you, know? you put your camo pants on. I was like, this dude is serious. Yeah. I was like, bucked out today. So he's, uh, he's, he's calling it. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing the tennies out. Wearing the tennis shoes. But <laughs> now I switched them up. All right. Uh, let's get into the show. Um, let's guess, see. Uh, last time we left off uh, with the mega on public. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, we had that encounter on Sunday. I got a hair in my mouth. <laughs> we had that encounter on Sunday, um, and we had a real bad storm coming in on that Monday morning. And uh, that was the last day that we could have hunted that public. Um, but we had some cams out there that we needed to pull also. And to on that public, if you have your cams out there past a date, they're they're the people that work on that grounds you, you know then because you were not allowed to go out there even pull your cams mm-hmm. so if they would ever see them they could have went took them and then they go to that auction where they auction out and then everything goes back to conservation but um could you imagine getting a card out of oh, a trail cam that'd and be just sick <laughs> but yeah a couple the, megas on there but uh yeah so we these were exodus cams and we didn't want to you know leave them out there all year just for the pure pack that we had a lot of problems with cams getting messed with out there. So um, we decided to pack it up that Sunday. What, what was it going to be? 25 mile hour winds, yeah. three inches of snow. Yep, three inches of snow and about uh, 18 degrees. Yeah, it was supposed to be really coming down early in the morning. Um, and uh, we knew that us getting back there, we had to bike in and I wasn't about to bike in with three inches of snow on the ground, no. <laughs> 25 mile an hour wind. We would have been so damn hot. Like, yeah, you'd have got back there in about probably an hour is all the longer you'd been able to sit. It's frozen. So, and then, like I said, we had those cams to pull and that took us an extra about two hours to get out. Mm-hmm. And so we'd had to do that, all that on top of get all the stands out with three inches of snow with, you know, all you you take a, a insane access that's an, a mile and a half but it's the hardest mile and a half that you could possibly imagine yeah, yeah. and then you put three inches of snow on the ground you're trying to climb up straight hills just doesn't doesn't sound good so we decided to back off on that and um we had some promising stuff chaos had daylighted on the private and uh we went to the private and, and went after him um had a couple had seen does every set small bucks um and then we uh got to your hunt so let's break down your your kill a little bit yep so uh that was it tuesday morning yeah it was that morning um we had the heavy eight we don't have a name for him yet but he's been our actually our most daylight active buck on the property um he's a he's four and a half we're assuming um he's a very mature deer pretty heavy eight pointer probably right at 130 maybe a, a little bit better um really solid eight he had daylighted that morning 
Um, we were out actually looking for a potential uh, mega whopper for a buddy. Um, so yeah, we bro. Yeah, a buddy of mine shot a giant, and uh, that was the most insane blood trail we've ever been on. We broke the drone out, looked for him, um, did a bunch, but he was talking 200 inch plus deer. And uh, the guy knows his deer, so I wasn't doubting him at all. Yeah. And uh, ended up, uh, we found the fourth bed, and this was after, what, 13 or 14 hours? Yep, and about so, 1,400 yards, yeah, 1,500 yard track. yards, yeah, track job. So. so we tracked it through like three, four foot tall grass. Um, it just kept swiping on the grass. So I don't think it was like new blood, but it was just the same blood getting swiped over and over again. Um, if we didn't have that grass, I don't, we would have only made it probably yeah, well, hundred yards. I've hunted a lot of CRP, but most of the time, you know, they die on the edge of the timber. I'm normally hunting that transition. Uh, with that CRP grass, we were always like, man, it'd be hard to track blood in this, but it was easy. Yeah. And the same thing on your doe kill. Yeah. Like it was easier cause they were brushing through that grass and it just leaves a hell of a blood trail to follow. If you're getting, you know, getting some pretty good blood. Yep. So we were tracking that giant. Um, and then the mobile cam goes off, get a picture of this heavy eight, um, daylight in the morning at nine eighteen. So we're like, oh man, you so know, we should have been there. First been mistake. There. Yeah. You know, we we should have been there. It was still brutally cold that yeah, morning too. We could have had an opportunity at that buck, but we were helping a friend out. He'd actually let his, us hunt his piece yep. one evening that year. So I'm always big on helping other guys and, you know, it might come back to you sometime. I might be tracking a giant. He might be able to come out and, and help me find or it. Or, like, so. he knows the guy who knows a guy to get on the permission of the, yeah. you know, to get onto that to track a deer or something. Yeah. So the right thing to do is always the right thing to do. Um, return a little favor there as well. So uh, we had went to that stand knowing that that buck's in the area. Um, we just learned that morning that BIP had released a combat veteran out to the public and um three does come out pretty early it was like 245 um cody spotted one down in the creek and then they worked up north which is opposite from us and they crossed the creek and then they started working south right through the crp grass right up to the scrape tree and um i told cody i said oh, well i'm gonna shoot one of these and i haven't I've, I've had a couple opportunities but never even got a shot off on a doe this year trying to sell film or um you know just had way had deep my, on public and didn't want to drag it yeah. out or so just a couple of you know situational things that we've talked about that just didn't allow me to um take a doe so you know this is a pretty good scenario so i was like all right you know i'm gonna take the the first one because she was the biggest i believe and um 24 yard shot stopped her Cody got it in frame, in focus, and uh, sent the combat veteran. And I tell you what, man, dude, it just smoked, smoked it. Um, she mule kicked, went up um, to the east, and about 45 yards later, we almost seen her crash. We knew she was going down. Um, we're kind of down in a bowl in a little bottom, so you, you can't see it from the road. And she ran towards the road up the hill. Um, there's a couple of spotty evergreens out there and we she just crested over that right by this evergreen and we could tell she was going down and then i looked up at cody and he looked at me and um, then we heard the, the her taking out the crp grass so we knew she was down 
Um, we were guess, guessing it, you know, 50, 55 yards. It ended up being about 45 and um, top, of, top of double lung. And that was our first experience with the combat veteran. And I was super impressed with it. Yeah, I was super impressed. First first kill together on frame, yeah. in focus, and the same tree. Uh, um, first kill off Boonertown. Yeah. We've been keep we've been tiptoeing on that piece because, ah man, there's I don't know why we tiptoe on that piece. I, I we were th- just talking about that. Yeah, I think because I just thought of this. Maybe because there's not a lot of timber on it. Yeah. You know what I and mean. And I'm always so safe, and but we got good access, and uh, you just I think that we think that there's the bucks aren't there, but they are. They're right there. It's just. <laughs> yeah, we were just counting up how many times we could have killed this year out there. And we're just like, well, we're saving it. Or, you know, we just weren't there. And yeah. I mean, we're up to like six, seven, eight times. But, I mean. That's just what cams have shown, you know, daylight activity, too. So. Yeah. And then you got. It's not like we're not hunting, but we're on other deer, you know. And then yeah. we're getting almost opportunities on them. So, it's hard to pick. That's one thing we were talking about, you know. So, we're hunting the same tree every hunt this year all but like two or three hunts you know just because something working out uh you gotta take over i gotta sneeze real quick okay (laughs) yeah so you know we're hunting the same tree um so instead of having like say we hunt 17 times well that's actually 34 sits you know 34 different trees or scenarios that we're in so um we're doing it together so it's just limited to 17 so we don't have intel from the west side of the farm when i've been sitting on the east side and cody was on the west side so um it's kind of limited limited in that factor um yeah you pretty much cut your season right in half yeah you know what i mean so like ours not your season but like your success so if you could be hunting and you're filming that's a that's a hunt that you've gave up and filmed when you could have had that moment of success so like I could have been hunting West Side, and you could have been hunting Magnum PI, mm-hmm. and one of us could have got it done. But now we're hunting one buck, yeah. and if that buck don't show, it don't show. You know what I mean? So, yeah. if you're hunting two bucks, then you got double the odds of it showing. So, and, and we're not saying that you know, I'm I'm pissed off that Cody's hunting or Cody's pissed off I'm hunting. It's it's just how the rotation's going. Yeah, no, it's um, it's content over kill is we, what it and is. We don't you know? care. Like we always get so jacked up when the other person kills or, um, you know, whatever. Like it's just almost like we got it done. Yeah. So, I want home and kill. It's a good just and as, a bad thing. I want home and kill just as bad as I want to kill. Exactly. Yeah. Like I want to see him successful. I know how much work he's put in. He's hunting the same amount I am. He's putting. You know, he's carrying these stands and sticks in repeatedly, um, all the camera gear. Just he's putting in the work just like I am. And you want to see him successful because when you're successful, when he's successful, you you filmed it and had some success, you know. Yeah. And when you killed that doe, I was like, hell yeah, man. Like, it just felt good. Like, yeah. I mean, that felt good. Like, just a, you hunt all year, you're trying to save it, and then you just get a doe there. Just broadside, just <laughs> perfect, not alerted. No. 20, you know, 25, 24 yards right there. And you're just like, I was just like, you got to shoot one of these. And, and right. that was like the best case scenario. Like, sh- there was not a lot of ruckus. Maybe like 80 yard drag out, 100 yeah, yard drag it ran out. Ran towards the truck. Yeah. Um, got at least up a little bit of a hill. So, um, I've, and it was like three o'clock. Yeah. When, super when, early. Yeah. Super like, early. So she went down, 
the other two does that were there just kind of bounced off didn't really know what happened yeah and then we had a buck come through and then we had a yeah then we had a buck come through just and a little while later so um so nothing ruined by doing that and that was kind of all factored into the to the initial thought of i'm gonna shoot one so yeah and then you wanted to you know you want to get one down with the bow it's always good to get a doe down before you're you shoot a buck and you didn't have that opportunity because you just get that confident, you know? Yeah. You feel good. You made a switch up in your gear and, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, you wanted to test that out and yeah. you want to test new combat veteran and yeah. you got all that done in one arrow, you know what I mean? So you got your built your confidence up, put a really good shot on them, checked out your new gear that you hadn't killed a deer with, yeah. and then got to test out the combat veteran and and get the confidence in that that everybody's you know everybody else that's been shooting stuff is is showing so it's definitely definitely a good time to kill a doe and uh i think i mean a doe kill is obviously not as epic as a buck kill just because it happens more frequently but it's still pretty epic man like yeah you did the exact same thing you just don't don't have a rack on it when you walk up there but you still had to draw on the deer still had to find your point it um i feel like if me and you killed a lot more does when a buck came in, we'd just be so more much more, in. so much more zoned in, so much more ready. Yeah, um, that's something. Like I said, I want to try and just. I got that new chest freezer. I'd really like to have it <laughs> pretty full. So yeah, um, turn to Brad Collins out here and just start murdering. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So taking into Wednesday, um, you got the wagon blind finished, and we thought you might have built it too tall to oh, get it yeah. through the power lines. Yeah, so I built this wagon blind, and us being, you know, I'm all about whatever it takes to get it done. So if I'm hunting bow, muzzleloader, gun, whatever it takes. But we like we love bow hunting, and a reason I really like bow hunting is you get to hunt more. The season's longer, you know what I mean? Yeah. So... Um, I was telling him today, you know, we got it. I got it done with a gun, and it's a lot sweet. It's sweeter with a bow, but I don't know why. It's just you're close. You had to yeah. really nail it, but uh, it, I'll, I'll, it's easier with a gun. You know, what I mean, I, I honestly believe I kill with a gun, and it's easier. You still got to get in the right spot. Got to be there, but the shot is so much less stressful. You know, what I mean, you're not like, oh, that limb might get me. You know, you're just like <laughs> sending it. Yeah, opening. you don't have to worry about that yeah. little twig there. So, uh, but anyways, um, we built. I built it eight, eight foot, because I was thinking when I put the two by sixes on, so it's seven and a half. You know, what I mean, top of it's eight foot. So I was thinking the roof's gonna be with the plywood you know it's going to be seven foot five so i was thinking when you stand up and draw your bow how high is the cam above your head you know what i mean so i'm thinking man so i got up in there and drew and i was like i don't ever want to have a problem with you know you shoot a little out longer axle axle bow and you're hitting the ceiling so i'm yeah. like i'm just gonna make it seven, eight foot you know what i mean and then um it's already on an auger wagon a grain cart wagon that's pretty tall so right when homie like i got a hook to my truck and i'm like man i might have messed up big time he's like what is it i'm like these power lines right in my driveway i'm like i don't even know if i'm gonna clear these i'm feeling like a complete dumbass right now you know what i mean like i got it pulled up close to it i'm like all right you tell me if i'm close because i can't you can't see anything when you're driving you know what i mean and uh i cleared it by about two foot but uh still two foot pretty close when you're yeah. driving and i you're looking at it from 
50 foot away like ah oh, man i don't know and, and, and then one of the brackets on the running gears broke so it kind of has got a rock to it yeah. and i'm like dude the drop off off the road into the piece <laughs> is kind of wicked and then we got to cross a little dam over this rickety creek and you know as i'm like this thing just might topple over bro i was like what are you gonna do then and <laughs> i don't know what you said but i was just like promise you don't get mad after cody spent you know six months building this damn thing i was like just don't get mad man we're on vacation you know yeah oh no i was i would have got mad but i my wife said the same thing you know she goes <laughs> how do you think it's gonna pull i'm like well i made it to where everything's centered on the ed the four corners just like it would be normally um nothing one side's not heavier than the other you know what i mean so i was i was pretty confident in it and then once we got it on the road, I was real confident. You know, I mean, I was like, oh, okay, can't go faster than 20, though. 20 no. is max speed with the wagon line. <laughs> but uh, we got it pulled in. We readjusted where we were going to put it because we had some does accessing the food plot um, right where we wanted to put it, like, and it would have cut their path off and kind of in between some cedars. So we planted that Milo strip, and we literally put it in about five-foot-tall grass, right next to the milo where if a deer is out in the bean plots in front of it, it's about 25 yard shot 20 yard shot all the way to the opposite edge yeah to the edge of the plot so in the um, middle of the plot's about 12. yeah <laughs> so <laughs> it's set up for bow hunting you know what i mean and yeah we waited center beans thinking late season um maybe those some of those bucks that are that are there be more daylight apt to come up in those beans still got quite a bit of beans there they've been hitting them hard though um and we were kind of it's it's an it's a corn wagon they see him a lot but we were kind of worried about what the deer might do because it just pulled up you know and showed up in the middle of this field that right next to our food plot and we had a doe come in early yeah and she just went out in the food plot and fed come all the way up to the mobile cam yeah so she probably went up uh, 120 yards from the first time we seen her all the way to the property line uh, got up there, ate on some oats for maybe three minutes, looked at the walker wagon, and went right back where she come from. Yeah. Just totally cool. Yeah, real cool, calm. And then we had another doe come through, worked the pinch. Um, didn't seem like it scared him too much. And then that, that evening, I think we had about 15 deer go by, <laughs> uh, by the mobile cam. A lot of does, small bucks cruising around up there. And then the big eight came yeah. out. So we hunted that. We hunted the wagon blind. It was cold, windy, and that thing is lights out for late season hunt. Like I've never had like a solid blind that you could crawl into and hunt. But my gosh, I could I could see why like juries and everybody just hunts out of those because yeah. like me and homie are just talking. There's deer out in the plot. We're just regular talking. You know, we're like, oh, you know, is it still there? In the stand, we're whispering back and forth. We in feel a like, lawn chair. Yeah, we're in a lawn chair. You know, what I mean, got snacks in there, got the heater ripping. Um, so it was a nice hunt, better than uh, sitting out in a. Yeah, and that was just you know the stand, hunts, you know, the hunts that before that with that like our toes are gone, oh, hands yeah. are absolutely gone, frozen to death. Uh, we can make it for about three and a half hours. Yeah, that four to five hours is just that it just eats through your clothes finally full and, max you know we're, yeah. we're good for three and a half yeah three and a half after that we're we're, we're itching pretty, yeah we're pretty crisp uh, uh, let's see thursday thursday we hunted back at the scrape tree yeah again. in the morning yeah hunted back at the scrape tree so we had that to, buck daylight on yep. tuesday 
hoping to catch him coming yeah, back we, through. Then he was right after dark on Wednesday on the north. Yep, coming. So where he's accessing the scrape tree, um, he's coming from the west, going east, and then when he gets to the scrape tree, he cuts south. Um, and then when he's up by the wagon blind in the food plot, he's coming from the west, gets to the CRP, and he cuts north, and... <clears throat> Pretty much doing so, like a triangle. Yeah, so now we know definitely where he's been betting, yeah. the, at least this past week. So we tried to slip in there, scrape tree, wait him out, you know, 9.30. Um, yeah, what I, daylighted, 9.20-ish. Yeah, what I'd like to do is look to see if, like, the wind changed or something at that time. Yeah. See maybe why he would be up at that time. Because there was potentially not any does. Um, that we got on the mobile cam coming off the trail that he was on, but yeah. not to say that anything could have come from the north. And if it was blowing to him, he would have been like, "Well, I'll go check that out." Yeah. So uh, tried to slip in there. Didn't even see a deer. No, that's the first set that we set on that property. Never seen a deer. No. Nope. So that would have been November thirteenth or fourteenth, the fourteenth. Yeah. And then and we come down here to Missouri. Yeah, come down to Missouri. Um, we showed up day early um homie never seen a property before at all nope so this is by grandpa and grandma's farm missouri i want to say it's 140 acres um split up in two pieces there's a 40 and then there's it's i think it's 160 yes yeah so there's a 40 and a 120 and uh it don't look like that much when it's timber i mean there's big blocks of timber right there and then the stuff across the road block it up but yeah and then uh but anyways it's it's really like overgrown pasture locust trees real tall grass uh indian grass that's like eight ten foot um a lot of pockets of plum thickets is what my grandpa calls them i don't know yeah black blackberry or yeah blackberry bushes yeah um, just real thick, nasty stuff. Good rabbit habitat. Um, and that's where we're finding the big bucks, you know, is where it's real thick, nasty. Um, he, he does, he's got some food plots there, a couple clover plots. Deer were still on them, but they got hit with that frost pretty hard. And, and, uh, we didn't, we didn't hunt by them at all, you know, even think about it, but he had been telling us that, um, he'd been seeing some bucks on this one clover plot. He shot a pretty decent buck down there earlier in the season. And uh, I told homie that I'd seen a real nice eight-pointer the year before and passed him coming out, or two years ago. Yeah, two years coming ago. Coming off the neighbor, coming back in this doe bedding. I said, you know, why don't we go set up over here? And then homie made an adjustment to our stand that I think was clutch. Um I was thinking about kind of hanging back in that pocket mm-hmm. and getting back on that edge of that cover. Yeah. And, uh, homie, I was, you know, thinking bow hunting and homie's like, right, man, bro, you got a rifle. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah, you're right. So we made a move. Go ahead. And- yeah. It kind of, uh, makes a T and, uh, there's a lane that splits these two blocks of timber and one block of timber is right next to the ag. And then this other one is more thick and um kind of deeper um with this lane just split right down the middle and i was like dude let's just go over here uh we checked which way the wind was going to be blowing i was like let's go on this side of this lane um these deer are going to be coming off the ag and 
our sense going to be blowing away from that. So uh, we'll just access it like this. You can shoot down this lane. You'll still be able to shoot everything from the tree that we were going to potentially yeah, go look probably at about, the It's end. probably about 80, 100 yard yep. adjustment. And just, then um, I was like, we could still see all these. We can also see these plots up here instead of having to look through all the um, brush piles and stuff that were just out in the middle there. So we uh, went over, looked at that corner, found a tree perfect, the, the most outmost tree on the corner just perfect the one that you want um we could use a couple of branches to get up extra high and we were extra high yeah we were 20 plus 21 probably yep, yep. so we were feeling like the deer are gonna be moving from the south to the north off the ag through that block of timber um maybe potentially come through that lane or do what the buck did and we'll get into that here in a second and um it was just nice for it to work work out like we thought it would yeah one so we, time. we went to the property <laughs> uh look we found some fresh sign found a real good cedar rub a really um, fresh scrape really fresh scrape right on the, on the tree on the tree that the we wanted tree. to set in so we were kind of we had the mule and we tried not to walk very much to get ground set you know just drive and we'd seen that rub and we seen that there was a doe trail there and we were potentially thinking about that but then we we're like well, we could shoot that back here. It's mm -hmm. probably about 65, 70 yards. And uh, then we seen that scrape there. And then homie's like, yeah, you can see this way. You can see back in here. You can see down there where I had potentially wanted to set up anyways. But we were kind of on like the high spot then. And uh, I, I'd agreed that that was probably a better spot. Um, and uh, like homie said, there's, there's some, a bean field at the Mennonites plant there's some hay fields and we had actually seen a pretty solid buck that yeah. night out in that bean field so we were thinking okay they're feeding in the beans coming back through all that brow slow in the morning and they might get there 30 minutes after light or so you know the does and then there'd be a buck falling them well we were right about that but they weren't right about the time that they're getting <laughs> back there so me and homie we've been going you know seven days at that point mm -hmm. seven days not i mean three all-day sets, nonstop, cold weather, moving stands, getting the wagon blind in there, 400-mile drive, hanging stand, moved a, moved a double-man stand for my grandpa. Yeah. Anybody, Any guy out there moving double-man stands, props to you because that is brutal. That was so much work. Even cutting a lane to get it in the timber. <laughs> like uh, My grandpa, he had a niece, or you don't get along real good, so – he wanted a stand move. He wants a stand move every time I'm down there. Oh, it's, yeah. It's clutch for him. <laughs> so me and homie moved to stand, and uh, those big double man stands, that would be hard for me to move by myself. Yeah, you know I don't know I mean? how he even moves or even got it up in the first yeah. place. So um, he wanted – we had to cross this fence. We had to cut the fence for him, pull it back. We raked a bunch. Yeah, right you there. on the fence? Fence, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there on the road. And then uh, this is a piece that he shot a buck off last year. And he wanted to get up in where that buck had come out of more of the bedding. And there was a couple of real nice rubs in there and a pretty lot of acorns. Um, we put them in a big old oak tree, set the stand up for him. And um, something that small could just bring joy to him. You know yeah. what I mean? Just us getting in a new area that he's always wanted to be in. Yeah. And we were kind of, uh, you know, the final piece to the puzzle of being able to make it happen. So 
that was that was pretty cool you know to just you could just tell he's inner he's jacked up about oh yeah it. he's super jacked but new spot for him to set and he's thinking bow hunting crossbow hunting there you know really max yardage to shoots probably 60 yards anyways and, yeah and uh but i was telling homie you know you think rifle and you're thinking man i'm gonna shoot something 300 yards you know and i was telling him most of the shots are 80 and in and yeah. then when he seen the property he understand like okay yeah like you might be able to shoot 150 if you were sitting yeah. over the plot you know if you were sitting over something where it's like mode or something but a lot of that stuff is is close you know a lot of a lot of timber edges and stuff not like ag fields where it's like no. you think of rifle hunting in illinois you're like man i could shoot like 1500 yards <laughs> no problem but uh anyways i was getting at you know me and homie we'd hung the lone wolf sets again um it's like the 30th time we've hung them this year it feels like yeah uh then we moved that double man stand we had done some other stuff around the house we got down there late woke up early just burn out so this morning we're getting up and we're like ah oh, man here we go again you know back to the deer woods <laughs> you know eighth day and eight days straight we're we were walking out and we put on way too much clothing i knew like, as soon as i walked out of the house like i mean like, like you walked no out of the to... house and you didn't even eat gloves on no and you, know you, I mean? you ain't got no time to take any clothes off you're just like ah we gotta go yeah i mean we woke up like the last minute that you could go like <laughs> it's probably a i mean to walk down there it was, it's a pretty good job yeah and we took like the extra long yeah because we wanted to stay away from the ag so we added maybe like a quarter mile cut around so we didn't bump any deer off where we thought they potentially would be coming from we got down there for some reason we hung the stands and everything but we didn't hang the camera arm we didn't put bow hooks in the tree we no. didn't get the the you know the safety lines in there so we're doing all that you know in the dark and we find i finally get set up and i'm i asked homie i said you you good and homie <laughs> he's got a big setup man he he's running big heavy glass so he's got a dovetail arm and a bigger fluid head than me and he's got a lot of pieces that i don't have to do you know so i help him kind of get the base on and then after that i'm just kind of sitting there and he's doing his thing it's still pretty dark getting getting shooting light and uh homie's like over there trying to get a bow hook in the tree or something <laughs> yeah so i put my bow hook in the tree and then i put the camera arm base ratcheted it on and then i was gonna i had that hook up higher and i was like ah, i can get it down low below that base so i was just gonna do another half turn and like it must have been damn near all the way in the tree because then it was like stuck <laughs> on the base so i'm trying to go backwards because now i got it cockeyed yeah and it's so not he's straight like up shaking the whole down. tree i thought he was I, thought, I don't know what he i thought he was doing i look over there and i'm like homie i'm pretty sure i hear something in this tree this is after cody just got back in the tree because i dropped my fluid head yeah. handle yeah on he the dropped ground. his fluid head handle so i climbed down climbed back up and uh he's like shaking the tree i'm like homie i'm pretty sure i hear something and i don't know if he didn't hear me or not but he's still shaking the tree i'm like homie yeah there's you something just, like 50 yards in this woods right i didn't here. hear you the first time i just i thought you were like are you good and i'm like yeah and so i thought you thought i was gonna stop but yeah. i mean i i thought you were asking more for like help <laughs> yeah and then the second time i heard you, you were like hey there's something over here and i'm like oh 
So I stopped, and as soon as I stopped, I heard it. Yeah. I mean, the leaves down there, are, there's so many oak trees. Those oak leaves are so dry. Yeah. We heard deer coming like 100 yards out. <laughs> the Be like, oh, there's something over there, deer. We're like, what? Squirrel sound. Squirrel Terrible. Oh. But uh, anyway, so we got something coming in right off the ag like, like we want, you know. And then uh, it's over there, and it's in the timber, and it's right at shooting light. And you know how it is, like. You could, you see the figure and it's moving and it's in the timber and we didn't cut any shooting lanes back in the timber, really. We didn't cut any shooting lanes really at all. <laughs> no, we just trimmed a couple of trees just, to get up to stand yeah, quiet. And uh, we uh, got up in there. We were in there and I looked in there. I said, "Man, that's a big body." And I told homie, I said, "I think there's a buck coming." And we looked out in the field and there's a doe. I, she just snuck in on us. Mm-hmm. She was probably 50 yards. Yeah. Out in the grass, kind of working through. And uh, I was like, well, if that's a buck, it's going to work out perfect because he's going to come out. And he comes like 20 yards past our tree. In the uh, timber. In the timber. And then pops out on this edge and then works down. And homie's on the side the buck is. And I got to get up, turn, and I'm kind of waiting for him to get past where I can see him. And uh, I asked homie, I said, look like a good buck. And homie goes, yeah, looks looks pretty good. I get the (laughs) scope on him. I'm like, ah, man, looks pretty solid, you know. Looks like it's got good tines, good main beam. And uh, I pull off him. I ask Comey one more time. I'm like, is it a good buck? And he goes, yeah, real good, solid buck. I'm like, all right. Then I said, are you on him? And he goes, yep, boom. <laughs> and the deer just drops. It's about a 60-yard shot, shooting a 270, and hit him mid-body right behind the shoulder, and it exited in front of the other shoulder on the opposite side, cording away. Just yep. absolute perfect shot. Um, deer just folded right there. Um, homie got it on film. Um, had the ice. I mean, props to you for you were you were just barely set up. And then was, you get that, your shutter down, get your focal down, get your yeah. ISO up. You know, you had a lot going on. Um, get it in focus while it's that dark. Yeah, just um, finding the deer. Yeah, is, finding is the tough. deer. Oh. Hell, even half the time hunting during the day, you yeah, you're like you're looking uh, at a, a two inch by <laughs> like two and a half inch screen, yeah. and it's just tough to to find them. But uh, homie gets on him, you know, and we st- I I try stop him. It's hilarious. You guys are here in the film, so my my mouth must have been dry or something, <laughs> and I do the worst mat to stop. It's like <laughs> and I'm like almost cough and do it again. And he kind of picks his head up. He looks the opposite direction, though, I think. So, I don't know. It, but he finally stops, and the shoot, drop him. That doe's still standing out there. Oh, this No doe. idea what's going on. So, we got a buck down on the ground. This is our second kill together in the tree, you know. And I'm like, oh, man, just smoked him and dropped him. And homie's like, yeah, he's right there. I said, oh, he's done. He ain't going to move an inch, you know. And and uh, we kinda, we're kind of – celebrate knocking and then this doe's like 10 yards right out in front of us starts bleeding <laughs> like like i've hunted a long time and i've heard like fawns bleeding stuff but i've never heard like an estrus bleed like the long can we were talking about <laughs> remember the long can i don't know who made that but the one that you turn up and down it's like bleed, you know what i mean uh that's exactly what it was like exactly. they nailed that sound and I thought it was just like some scam, <laughs> but they absolutely nailed what that doe sounded like. And uh, we got it on film. She's just out there just ripping. And uh, 
then me and homie so we're gonna we switch yep so like i get out on this limb homie goes around i get behind the camera homie's on the gun i call my grandma and say hey just shot a pretty pretty nice buck you know let grandpa know and this doe through all this <laughs> is 15 yards just eating and we're like well we got you know we got a live decoy here this is pretty nice and what she, what she was there another hour probably dude she was there forever yeah just another hour just out there eating browsing not moving at all and then we had more does come through had a six pointer yeah come through another doe then we had a deer in the timber and we lost it and when we went down there this evening we bumped it and I, that doe it was just a doe come in and bedded and we it just never come out of that timber because it was just in there laid down and bedded for the day but um, got got you know uh, we what well, we hunt till nine or, or yeah, like eight fifty seven. Yeah, yeah. I was like, well, we'll just go till nine, and then um, you would ask me what time you were thinking at like ten to ten to nine. I was like, ah, let's just let's just sit, you know, ten more minutes, and then you looked at your phone again. You're like, it's been a minute and a half since I <laughs> yeah, asked you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I was, I was, you know, I was like, well, let's let's let homie hunt and. We knew we had a lot of stuff that we wanted to get done that day. So Cody hunted for 10 minutes. I hunted for two hours, yeah, two and a half hours. That morning, yeah. And, and, but uh, uh, we we got down, and we still, like, we still, we know we had shot a really solid deer. Um, half of his rack was, like, bedded in the grass. Um, he was only 60 yards from the stand. I'm looking at it with the binos, and half of his other side of his rack's in the grass. We're like, man really can't get like a real good idea what he is and he kind of died and his head was tilted back and i was like man that that deer, that deer looked bigger when i shot it you know what i mean you know how you get in the stand you're like man i hope that's not ground shrinkage like a mug when i go over there and we got down going over there and this deer it's i look like i mean i look dumb as hell trying to dig it out of the grass <laughs> it's embedded in this thick grass antler like went down and up underneath of it and uh, i'm trying to pull it out we get it out and it's a really solid 10 pointer um really solid for that area probably one of the bigger deers i've shot in missouri um biggest deer i've shot off that farm for sure so it's pretty jacked about that um my grandpa shot a really nice buck off of it i think his was yeah. a little bigger last year um yeah a little bit yeah um but that's just kind of how they are. And I was telling homie, you know, we don't get the mass that we get in Illinois. Uh, it, they just, there's not a lot of ag down there. And even the does are smaller. The buck bodies are a lot smaller. I say you're dragging that deer around the bay yeah, I was by dragging, yourself. I was dragging the deer around by myself. You know, it wasn't even gutted yet. And I'm just ripping it around like nothing. Yeah. And uh, you grab a hold freeze and try to do that. You ain't going too far unless you're going downhill. Yeah. But uh, we uh, we got there, and Grandpa came down, you know, and he got to see it. He's pretty jacked about it. Homie's nailing the camera stuff. We broke out all our gizmos and <laughs> finally tried a bunch of stuff and tried to get, you know, those cool shots. Um, got the drone out, did some drone shots of the property, and uh, we hope to put together a really good video for you guys. Um it's super super special to me you know grandpa's getting older and you know there about three years ago he almost lost his leg mm -hmm. from infection and he didn't ever think that he was going to be able to go hunting again and now he's out there 
walking around with us and stuff so it's pretty cool to be able to get you know one more hunt because you really never know what life's gonna throw at you i got three kids homie's got two kids next year we might not be able to get down there you know what i mean and and, um you never know what's gonna happen so it's always good if you got the chance to make it just make it happen you know i mean we we loaded up we got bucks daylight at home we're tired we're tired we drove 400 miles woke up early hunted um and now we got the bucket so we got the buck up the house and we got the work car yes and uh options are <laughs> put the buck on top of the truck or the car ratchet strap it down and drive it 400 miles north it's 50 degrees out though or hang the deer quarter the deer cape the deer out whole nine yards put it in a cooler put it in the back of the car so we go with that option because homie's gonna still try to kill yeah and um uh, there's only room for one deer on top of the there's deer. only room for one <laughs> i mean we could have done two and just stacked them on top of each other but that but uh so we decided to quarter it up and uh we got that whole deer in one cooler unbelievable i can i can believe that when we it just kept sliding in there and uh, ribs ribs are in yeah, there Yeah, ribs are in there heart heart quarters uh loin inner loin um for everything is in that neck meat and uh here here in uh the county that i was in in uh polk county missouri they have a mandatory cwd check-in mm-hmm. and uh that's something me and homie had never done with and we had to leave six inches of the neck and they wanted to check the lymph nodes i guess yep um so you had to actually drive into town which is about 25 miles away uh take the deer to the to the testers and they cut the lymph nodes out and then they send them all off to get tested and we were there and man there was a lot of a lot of small bucks that were getting hammered today <laughs> there was trucks with like four or five deer in the back of them forking horns six pointers basket eights does um four wheelers with two deer piled up on top of them Just like nobody holding back like i told homie i mean the, the neighbor told my grandpa that he missed a forked horn this morning you know what i mean that people uh rifle hunting's like a big event down there at the opening day of rifle season and uh, they got 10 days to get it done down there straight for with a rifle so there's a lot of deer a lot of small bucks that get shot in that area and that's why you don't get those 150 class deer 160 class deer because that mass carries a lot of it mm-hmm. um the no ag hurts a lot and then just the people shooting a lot of small deer and we always say you know shoot what makes you happy but if you're trying to shoot nice class deer it's hard but my grandpa does an excellent job of not shooting small deer and, yeah. he, and we've done that he's had a four-point restriction on me since the my you know my first deer four-point restriction you know what i mean the first deer i shot off that piece had, was a four-point restriction and uh you on could, one side right yeah one side yeah. and th- that wasn't the county that was just like his rule you know it needs to be an eight-pointer mm-hmm. and uh we've seen we've had there they've had 150 class deer on that property you know what i mean so pretty epic and i told homie i said a 140 is a really nice deer for that area and i mean i don't know what you were thinking you're getting into but yeah it's just hard uh you know you're so dead set you know you're, i'm so used to hunting illinois um got pretty much my barometer of what i'm targeting there and then to go 
elsewhere and you know do a quick trip like this like you want to shoot what you're comfortable with but you can only hunt what's there like yeah. if there's not a 150 there which would be insane you know mm -hmm. but if there's not a 150 there you're not going to shoot a 150 if there's you know two 130s and three 120s well you should probably be pretty damn happy with the 120 you know yeah. if you had five target bucks at home and you, you shot one of the smaller shot, ones you'd yeah, be pretty jacked exactly so um all weekend that we were down there uh we you know we'd see either trail cam picks or somebody's mounts or you know whatever and we're like is that dying you know we'd ask each other is that dying is that dying so um it's just uh something hard to do i think it's i think it's really hard to do it is uh, yeah to really i mean your... even that buck today i was like you know that's borderline at home with a bow yeah. you know that's right there like man you know and i you could tell just from the other bucks we've seen and the does that we've seen that was a mature deer the body size yeah. was double of what everything else we've seen you <laughs> Dude, know what that I mean? doe looked like yeah tiny out that there it was tiny out there so uh it's hard to to you got to get in the mindset and and just like those guys you know we got a lot of friends hunting georgia mississippi and they see the deer we got and then they're like they're like man i never got anything like that but to me if you shoot a 130 down there or 120 mm -hmm. you got a solid deer you know in a lot of parts of the country just like here you know what i mean yeah um i don't think there was a deer at that cw check-in where there was probably 30 or 40 deer that was 120 in no. the back of a truck you know what i mean no and there was nobody in the taxidermy line yeah there was, they had like us. they had like taxidermy line uh and what the, and then they had just regular you know they had fawn. It was fawn yeah. and taxidermy. Anybody that knows anything about CWD, for some reason they wanted the fawns in one line. I don't know why that is. Maybe we maybe you think the lip nodes wasn't big enough or something. We should have asked. Maybe we would have learned something. <laughs> we were but, just trying to get the hell out of yeah, there. Yeah, we're just trying to get out of Dodge. <laughs> but uh, anyways, you there? I mean, we've probably seen thirty deer in the back of trucks and nothing over one twenty. Yeah, for um, the three minutes we were back there. Yeah, we were there for three or four minutes. There's just deer all over the back of trucks, cars, foolers, <laughs> and uh, nothing over 120. So no. um, we shot a really solid 10-pointer. Um, we roughed him at 131, um, and that's we were pretty stingy on him. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm feeling like he's about a 130-class deer. Um, back home, if you had that frame – yeah, it would have been a 140 all day because you'd had a little more mass to carry him out. They just don't have the mass down here, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I, like I said, I'm incredibly jacked on that deer. 60 yard rifle kill. Um, we get we get a lot of comments. People are, are getting ashamed to kill stuff with a gun, man. And uh, I'm not about that life. Neither is homie. Um, whatever it takes to get done is what we say. I told homie, I said, I'm going to get a crossbow out and just kill something <laughs> with a crossbow. Um, because there's nothing wrong with it. If you want to get out there and hunt, you hunt your way, however you want to do it. And, you know, whatever the haters say, they're going to say, uh, we love bow hunting. We love shotgun hunting. We just like, we just like trying to hunt these deer, whatever you got to do, you know? And most of our kills have been bow kills. I mean, what, yeah. we, we both so, have one with a gun on the wall. Yep. Yeah. We both yep. have one with a gun on the wall. What do we got? 10 between us. Yeah. And one, so two, two out of 10 are guns. So, 20% gun kills. The rest are bow kills. So, I mean, you, that's that's pretty good scale. But mm -hmm. if, if it comes down to me getting it done with a gun, 
comes down to you getting done with a gun. So yeah, it ain't ain't gonna alter me. I'm just as proud of that deer whether I shot it with an atlatl or what or atlatl <laughs> atlatl whatever they are or a rifle. You know what I mean? I did not think atlatl was gonna get brought up yeah. on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's legal in Missouri. I was reading the registrations and certain sides you're good to go. Um, but uh but yeah, that got it done in Missouri. So we've been hunting hard for eight days straight. Um got four hundred miles of travel under our belt, about six and a half hours. And um we got bucks daylighting at home and we got wife and kids that are needing a, needing their dads. So we uh we loaded up the car tonight. Um, what we leave about seven something. Yeah, it was probably seven forty-five by and, the time uh, we got out of that. CWD. We know that we need to get home, and uh, I'm going back to work on Monday. Homie's going back to to rut on Monday, <laughs> and uh, he's going to be hitting it hard all week. And I know with me being gone, how much catch up I'm going to have to do. It's going to be brutal. The amount of frog wolf frogs that are going to oh, need worked dude. on and stuff. You know what I mean? So I know I'm going to be working a lot. So we talked about it, and uh, we decided to to take the next day off spend some time with the family and that's one thing that we talk about a lot on this podcast it's hard to juggle uh wife kids hunting um but i think we've been going eight days hardcore non-stop 100 mile an hour um close encounter close encounter and we finally got it done so now we're, we're going to set back one day yeah. <laughs> you know and uh and kind of re-rest our our souls and and uh get our batteries charges spend some time with our boys our boys are missing us and give the wife a break from kids wrestling around the house now we can wrestle with them and uh do the five 400 mile trip back we got about uh 206 miles now we're about halfway so um almost back to illinois back to the big buck state yeah homie you want to do a quick rundown of what you got planned for your uh replication the next week yeah um just kind of looking at the the wind situation coming up uh temps are going to be actually a little high i think on wednesday the temperature is going to be like 53 so for late november because this week is a week later in the year than it was last year for shotgun so uh it's going to be mid mid to high 40s one day in the 50s um with the wind i'm going to be able to hunt boonertown monday tuesday Wednesday, I'm going to take the jaunt down to um, my private piece, hunt the buck nest. Wednesday, sit all day. And then Thursday, I'm just kind of leaving open. Um, might hook up with another guy, hunt with him. I could go to Boonertown. I can make something of the private piece work. Uh, Thursday, I'm just going to wait and see what comes up. Um, I'm, that's a long time from now, you know what I yeah. mean? As long as this week was. So um, just keeping that open, keep my open options open um you're gonna miss opening shotgun correct yeah i think i'm going to um i took an extra day early uh i took that friday to get out on the public oh yeah yeah so so i think i'm gonna work it i the bad thing about us is like i said none of our uh, like our co-workers are hardcore hunters but a lot of shotgun hunters yeah that take that that day off and have it scheduled for for a month you know and uh i haven't had it scheduled so kind of depends on what i got going on but i'll more than likely be working um i might try to sneak out might try to get off at three 
mm-hmm. and sneak out and maybe hunt like the Moultrie set or something. Just push a giant right to me. Yeah, push a giant <laughs> right to you, but uh, hunt something on the edge, you know, get that last hour and a half of the hunt in. Yeah, that's um, not a bad idea. And just to get out there and then uh, Saturday and Sunday be all day sets, full full hardcore again, uh, out there with the, the shotgun trying to trying to get it done, but your your shotgun uh we're going boonertown all day right yep uh friday i'll be on boonertown um county specific with the gun tags so I'll be be rocking the the private there we still got uh multiple shooters that we know are alive we had one bucket head on the road um head cut off yeah we don't know which one because body when we seen it, the head was gone yeah um and then the neighbor shot another one of our giants um the probably a high 160s class deer yep got shot a couple hundred yards from our piece so one uh, picture of that deer what one picture of the deer and all year all year one set of pictures and he's killed right next to the property right next to us just never left that never came back never not on cam at least but um i i think like uh you're gonna do a couple moves with the the lone wolves try to get tucked into that bedding yeah um i think with southeast that actually might not be too terrible i don't know i'm gonna say yeah i think two days next week are gonna be south southeast so yeah south southeast that that's would a be, little off the wall that'd be real good to get tucked up in that corner on them on that bedding though mm-hmm. coming out of that draw that might be a real good option or hunt that cedar that i hunted and cut out yeah see see if he's coming through there working that bottom can you see down in that draw at all to the right yeah no not really no yeah. see yeah uh, you need to see it down in there. You need to take the lone wolves in there. Maybe hunt somewhere in the morning and then uh, get down, move the lone wolf closer in there and set up, you know, nine and hunt the rest of the day. Do you do you think you access from the west, yeah, like, east. like from the scrape tree? Access from the east all the way across that field. If you have southeast, be blowing out in that field. Come in just like when we hunted sunshine mm-hmm. and then work the back of those cedars. Pop right in right there. Oh, I, I thought you talk, I was talking about if you hunted down in that corner. I don't think that corner is where he's at coming in because we would we'd see him through there. I think you need to hunt the more southeast side of it, like in the corner where that draw is coming out in that field. I think he's bedding that draw in that field. All right, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up, and we got about four hours to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll wrap this episode up, and then we'll. But th- this will be what the next four hours of this car ride will be. Yeah. That and talking about uh, videos. <laughs> yeah, trying to figure out where this deer is. That big heavy eight's been. He's been there a lot, uh, man. He's on that property, so a homies homie shoot him this week. Um, I'm hoping he kills there the buck nest, and then one of us gets one down with a shotgun, and we can at least get three good good videos for you guys um we're putting a lot of work on the videos man we're getting right there right on the edge some epic film compared to last year's stuff just oh, absolute yeah. epic stuff uh big jump um big jumping gear big jumping i'm not gonna say skill but just knowledge of knowing what yeah. we're doing with the cameras now um but uh yeah we'll uh we'll wrap this episode up um, one more thing I am going to say. I am going to get Rainer out on his first official hunt in the wagon blind. Dude is jacked. I'm moving it in, and he's thinking he's going out the same night. <laughs> and he was pretty devastated when I told him no. Bro, it's 19 degrees. Yeah, it was super cold, but those high temps during shotgun and yeah. e- an evening hunt. No reason not to, you know. No reason not to drag him out there and load him up in there. And 
and just let him he he wants to know kind of what we do and uh he's getting to that age he's asking a lot of questions and um i'm, I'm hoping i just see a doe and he can kind of watch her peck around the food plot and you know tell him you know we planted that but leading into that um it's shotgun season it's a lot of time around for us people hunting with their families um making memories deer camp um stuff like that so goes right along with leaving a legacy and uh wait till legacy's out